Hello everyone, my name is Claudia and welcome to the Great Design Lead podcast. Um, I am a teaching assistant at a primary school in London and I'm, I guess I'm a wannabe designer slash uh, community manager uh, at an international um, women community for designers and workflow developers. That's perfect. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, what am I saying? <laughs> we do it again? I said, I said, I said hello, everyone. I don't know if that was. That's perfect. Yeah. Some people, uh, they they say something. I had a friend who actually like did his intro in in Japanese first, and then did it in English just because he thought it would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's perfectly fine. So. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming and hanging out with me. This is always like one of my highlights of my week when I get to hang out with people, especially if I've never met them before. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I like I've I've been following you online, obviously, but it's one of those things that you seem like you know someone until you finally see them in the flesh or in in the pixels. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is what they actually look like when they start moving. <laughs> that's so funny because I feel the exact same about you you could probably tell that like I joined your discord last night and I like joined all these things I followed some of your Instagram profiles because I always do like a ton of research on people beforehand and then I watched your your live unboxing of the stuff that you got from Webflow and I'm like I feel like I know this person but I I don't <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's the beauty of like digital worlds and how we can connect especially nowadays like at times where covid kind of shoved us all back into our houses and stopped communication and interaction uh so we had to learn how to meet people i guess in a different way and get to know them yeah i i think that um uh part of like being stuck at home and stuff like that was uh that was kind of like the time i feel like you and i kind of had like a a similar time frame of getting into Webflow and stuff like that within like the same two years during COVID. And um, I I noticed that uh, being stuck at home and like not being able to see a lot of my friends, like having just the chance of reaching out to all these people who do Webflow stuff and how friendly they are. And that's, it's kind of like part of the reason why I did the podcast was like, oh my gosh, I can make all of these friends. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was such a great idea. Um, you know, I, just like you said, I think we had to get the, the good things out of such a tragedy. And, you know, obviously a global pandemic is not, oh, it's not great news <laughs> to anyone. Um, yeah. But I, I guess everyone kind of had to look at the positive, which uh, in some people like ourselves kind of sparked sort of creative inspiration because we can't just be um, locked in a house without doing anything I think people like us like creative people we need we always need to find something artistic even in the darkest pits you know Um, so for you it was the podcast that was your way of kind of you know um, maybe express your feelings or you know trying to meet new people and, and and trying to get on I guess with our lives and with me it was like turning into design because I was working at school during the pandemic um we we were always required to go into work so I never had a day working from home like everyone else and I was I was quite annoyed at that like I was (laughs) like oh my god why does everyone else get to stay home and I'm here like on the front line every day um 
and literally with children they have no clue about social distancing or you know it's really hard to get them to follow procedures especially if you're in a primary school Um, and I I personally work with special needs so I specialized in autism and I work with autistic children so uh, it was really hard for me to all of a sudden just be like oh no you can't hug me anymore virtual hug Mm. Um, (laughs) it was quite stressful and and literally they they just um, bless them Uh, some of them just lick everything <laughs> pencils <laughs> desks they just lick my face <laughs> oh my so goodness there there's no such thing as protection from covid in a school um so to me being in a foreign country because i'm from italy i'm italian and i live in london and i'm the only one here so my whole family is still back home um and they're very happy to stay there <laughs> um <laughs> To me, it was very stressful because I started thinking, oh, what if I do get this virus, especially at the beginning? Or what if my family gets this virus? So I'm going to be by myself in a hospital in a foreign country or I can't I won't be able to go uh, and see them if they get ill. And actually, I did um, lose a couple relatives and I couldn't go to the funerals and all of that. Mm. So it has been a lot of pressure, very stressful. Everything was a bit uh, depressing on my end. Uh, but, but I guess I just kept strong. And, you know, children help a lot because, you know, they, they just bring the best out of our lives and they just cheer you up regardless of what they do. Even if it's just licking the table, it just makes you smile. <laughs> or angry. <laughs> depends on the day. Yeah, it depends on the day. But um, I always looked at the positive and... I kind of that pushed me to look back at my creative skills, um, which I always had, but I was never able to develop um, during my academic years. Um, so I looked back at those and I was like, oh, I've always been quite creative. I'm very musical. I can play a lot of instruments. Uh, maybe I could become a DJ. You need That's another thing you need to know about me. I have, I have phases in my life. So if I watch a film about vets, I'm like, oh, I should be a vet. It's such a nice job. And then, I don't know, I watch Lady Gaga in a concert. I'm like, why did I never go? Why did I, you know, why did I pick up singing? That could have been an amazing career. Just like I like to think of myself in such different careers every month. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) a bit like a chameleon professional. Um, But when I got into design and UX, UI design, which I never heard of it before, like before the pandemic, I didn't even know this role existed. Um, So when I when I first found out about it, I was like, okay, this is this sounds amazing because it's connecting um, technology, which I've always loved since I was a child, and kind of um, design, drawing, being creative, which is another thing that I've always um, enjoyed. And a little bit like the skills that I always used on my day-to-day job at school, like empathy and attention to the user's needs, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, accessibility, once again, I, I design all of my students' lessons because they have to follow the national curriculum, um, mm. but I need to make make it accessible for, in order for them to understand. So basically, I've always been a designer, but more on a personal way than on the actual sketching um, online. So it just linked really well with my teaching skills and 
the creativity that I never had a chance to explore in the past. Yeah. And when was the first time you were kind of exposed to UX, UI, like the idea that it even existed? I didn't know about it until I uh, was in my last year of college and I was like, oh crap, like I spent all this time (laughs) doing this other thing. And now I found out, I mean, it was adjacent. I went from graphic design to UX, which is like, like a hop, skip and a jump. But um, uh, just curious, like, were there people that kind of like, was a YouTube video or like a person that, that brought it up to you? Um, I think I started looking at illustrations because that's the first Mm. thing that I've done um, prior to the UX design. I started sketching about my anxiety um, and that was like completely unrelated to a sort of career change or a new profession. It was just like me trying to cope with my feelings and the way that I was doing that was just by drawing um, these sketches uh about my anxiety which then I tried to do digitally because I've always I I used to draw uh using paint I don't know if you're old enough to know paint (laughs) but like a program paint like yeah like the (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, so when I was a child I used to draw on paint using just my mouse uh and then I remembered, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'm sure uh, in 2020, there must be uh, a new program now for people that want to draw. <laughs> I, I, I was very naive, you know, I was just like, oh, let's see, let's have a look. So I started looking at tutorials online, like YouTube um, illustrators and everything else. And then just out of the blue, I think it was, um, you know, when you get into that kind of tunnel, watching videos on YouTube and you follow a theme and then all of a sudden YouTube decides that you have to take a U-turn or you, it, it just goes onto a kind of related but completely different topic that you've been following. So all of a sudden it went to a UX design uh, video and I was like, oh, I thought we were drawing clouds and stuff. Uh, but then, <laughs> then I started listening to this video, which was an advertisement for a UX um, design course by... The, Daniel Walter Scott uh, by mm. Bring Your Own Laptop. Um, and that was the first, uh, I got into it. I was like, okay, this sounds really interesting because, you know, I can see people designing and drawing <laughs> uh, shapes and stuff and connecting them that to psychology. And so then I, from that video, I looked him up on Google and, and I found this quite affordable um, UX design course on udemy.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a UX design fundamentals using Adobe XD. And that was my first ever uh, course <laughs> on design. That's, I that, took that exact know. same class. <laughs> that was my exact same introduction. Oh my God. Because <laughs> I, okay. So I, when I was stalking your LinkedIn profile, I was going through the, like the companies that you're interested in or the groups you're interested in. And one of them was bring your own laptop. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> the exact same course that I that's hilarious oh my god so like what uh, we were so, meant to be you we were meant to be <laughs> it, it was so like um like my uh just brief for context my first introduction to even understanding what uh user experience was at all uh outside of my programming classes in school which they were just teaching you like html and stuff like that um 
was uh, my friend presented in class about a totally different topic in our graphic design class, but he he did like extra stuff and did it in Adobe XD so that there were like animations and stuff like that when he did his like big class presentation. And I said, his name is, uh, his name is Anne. And I said, Anne, like, how did you do that? What program did you use? And he said, oh, I used Adobe XD. And I had this opening in my, my courses um, for to do an independent course. And I was like, this was like during Zoom school. And I was like, I so don't want to sit through other people's presentations for like three hours. I want to do my own independent class. And so I was like, I'll just do an Adobe XD because it seems cool. And I found Daniel's class. I made it like for credit. And I did a class around that just saying like, I'll give you the certificate when I'm done with the Udemy class. And it was the coolest thing ever. Like I remember looking through the curriculum, listening to him talk. And I was like, this is the thing that was missing this whole time I was in school. I kept on pretending that this thing that was missing that I was like, okay, well, the thing that I'm in is the closest thing to what I want to do and I don't know what else I want to do I know something's missing but I don't know what it is and then I took that class and I was like this is it so that's so crazy that you and I took the same class but also I think it's so important that he's such a good instructor because just watching his classes was really enjoyable as well as obviously the content but for us especially being the first experience with design I think it was crucial that he had to be a good teacher otherwise we would have probably been put off for, for the whole thing you know it was it, it was so good that kind of pushed me to look more into it um because I think that's really important because I bought other courses on Udemy about design and you know they weren't just as good as the first one um and so I think you know finding the right teacher makes a difference as well um yeah in in you know sparking your interest even more but that's always been the case you know even at school uh I remember I was terrible terrible at maths just because <laughs> I just really I, I just didn't really get on well with my teacher it's just like it's just, we didn't like each other and love <laughs> you know let, let alone the subject it's just like man this is not working um <laughs> And now I'm teaching maths. I mean, what a crazy world. <laughs> what kind of um, things did you guys butt heads over when, when you were a kid? Uh, it was just something like, you know, always picking someone else to another child to teach me where I was wrong in front of everyone. Like instead of it, it was more like, I don't know, it was, I found it quite mean. Like, OK, I'm struggling here. Maybe you should have found a more... In- inclusive way of teaching me instead of getting another smart child to teach me you know in front of the class where I'm doing it wrong um so I learned it's horrible do little disclaimer I'm a much better teacher <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that I've learned never do that <laughs> don't ruin a child's confidence like that never um so yeah there's just little things like that and and I'm quite resentful <laughs> I'm a Scorpio I'm passionate <laughs> and if you if you do me wrong once then that's it for life so when you took that class when you took that class um uh can you tell me kind of like what what your your life was like what kind of things you were interested in and like what you were thinking when you took this class um the the design one yeah 
Yeah. Um, so life was, this was back in March. So first lockdown kind of thing. And as I said to you, I was getting very, very anxious. And uh, as you can find out in my drawings, <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> um, getting very anxious and kind of looking for remote opportunities. So then I started, you know, studying uh, or drawing even more, looking into YouTube. Then I ended up um, rambling into this course. Um, so when I got into the class, uh, it was just it just felt really good. Maybe as uh, just as you were saying, that spot that was missing, like something was missing there, and all of a sudden you you find out what it was, and it just matched perfectly, like a puzzle piece. You know, oh, this was you know the piece that was missing in my life. Um, so that kind of creativity and being able to find a good job in something that you like, because um, I've always liked technology and I tried to get into coding before. So I took part at a Google GDG cloud um, meetup here in London, which is like a Google developer group um, meetup that um, people organize here uh, with workshops and stuff. So I took a course on Angular, which was really nice, uh, but it didn't really sync with me and then I, I did one on HTML and CSS which was you know uh, equally very nice and interesting um, you know created my first hello world <laughs> exciting <laughs> page <laughs> using HTML and I felt like oh I can't code but no <laughs> so far from it <laughs> um, it was really exciting but I was missing that kind of visual aspect that I enjoy so much and so when I found out about oh, you can actually have a job in design, so being more visual, um, and you don't necessarily have to write code for that. Um, th that was really interesting to me because it just aligned better with what I liked um, and my passions, I guess. Um, coding, I admire people that can code, but to me, it looks a bit more like maths, and mm. I'm much more of a, <laughs> of a literature person. <laughs> I'm a romantic. <laughs> I like to you know, <laughs> explore feelings and ideas and the intricate uh, mechanism of the mind. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not a mathematician or a coder, much more of a designer and a philosopher. <laughs> very, very bad one. <laughs> the first person that introduced me to coding, I'm actually still pretty good friends with. Uh, it was my a college professor. Uh, he, I took three classes with him. The first one was HTML. Second one was CSS, and the last one was JavaScript. And I think I've cried in in all of the classes. <laughs> Not every class session, but definitely during each term. And I remember sitting with him, and he he's like one like he's such a great professor. Um, but when I would, I remember sitting with him like just not able to figure out what was going on and it was because somewhere in the code there was a dot missing or a comma <laughs> yeah. missing and I was like my energy should not be spent on this <laughs> <laughs> three hours and then you've been there like with your hands in your head like for 15-20 minutes and then he walks past casually and just inserts a dot on your keyboard <laughs> <laughs> And exactly. your whole world starts crumbling and like, why? <laughs> For sure. So that that's really that's really interesting. So 
Um, yeah, I, I, the thing that, that was cool about that, that I'm really thankful for when it came to him was teaching me about, um, the structure of everything, like classes yeah. and ideas and how things like nestle in each other. Um, that was, that was like priceless. But, uh, when I ended up finding Webflow after the, the class, um, probably similar to you, I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this is exactly what I was hoping and praying for. This is the greatest thing <laughs> the ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It was such a such an eye opener. It's like, oh yes, someone invented what I needed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um also like I have I have to say I never had a chance to like um study art as a proper or even design, you know, design wasn't even a subject back home where I'm from. Because mm. I'm, I'm from Sicily and I grew up in a very small village by the beach. Um, and I think we only had like two options. So one of them was the math school, which obviously wasn't my first choice. Uh, and the other one was the literature, kind of more um, classic oriented studies, um, which would have been more suitable to, to my to the person that I am but um, the scientific school was closer to my house so there you go <laughs> I've been sent to that one <laughs> just because it was more convenient um, and art uh, we also had an art school but it wasn't considered as the go-to place if you wanted to find mm. a job um, so and you know my island I don't know if these days are still applies but um Possibly so. Um, what last last time I, I checked, we we have twenty percent of the population unemployed. Um, mm. So it, it was really, it still is very important to make sure that as a child you kind of follow the right studies um, in order to secure one of the more established professions, like a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher. Um, so going to the art school wasn't even something that could be possibly considered um which is a shame because I've always been quite creative and I've always loved to draw I just never got the basics on how to you know mm-hmm. um but I've always been very visual and yeah just like you when when Webflow arrived I was like yes you know all the HTML and CSS hype <laughs> that I had using the you know just building the hello world page yeah <laughs> finally it was like holy cow I can do a whole landing page (laughs) in 15 minutes and it's you know it's working and you know as you said it's really important to have have had the kind of html css introduction understanding the structure because it really helps uh, when you're using these kind of more visual tools Um, because otherwise it's really easy to just drag and drop something that is not functional is not accessible and it just doesn't work on mobile or it's got all sorts of issues so having that structure of how things work really really helps um so we we were quite lucky i think to having found webflow after that kind of first approach with coding because then it it, it was just like the perfect place to be uh, i was so happy as i like, how is this even possible you know it's really nice have you had any experience with like Squarespace or any of the other kind of tools? Um, I I used to have my graphic design college portfolio on Squarespace. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, 
I like I think I made like a website or like two websites for school but like being able to manage them afterwards was like so hard because it was all code like it just updating anything would be crazy and I oh what was the oh, I'm trying to remember the oh, I can't remember the programs we used but then um I actually almost worked on a project in uh WordPress um and I remember I somebody came up to me they said hey like can you make this website for us? And I'm like, I can design it, but I don't know how to code. So I'll just find like a WordPress person because I didn't know about Webflow. And then um, I that that person is like a real business person. And he said, I need to know like all of your wireframes before I commit to this. And I'm like, okay. And then it was taking so long to like confirm how many pages were needed from the from the client and everything like that. And they had their own stuff going on too. So it's totally fine. But in that time period, I learned Webflow. And right after I learned Webflow, like I finished the portfolio course, um, uh, the, the guy came back to me with a, a quote for how much it would be. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought to myself, I looked at the wireframes and everything that I made and I was like, I think I can do I this. Can do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's how it started. <laughs> that's good. That's amazing. I mean, that's survival mode because, you know, you're like, you, you have to take a choice. Do I need to get someone else on board or do I push myself even harder and, and do it my own way? And, and you did it. You put your develop, developer hat on and, you know, <laughs> yeah, you did it. And, uh, you know, that's, possibly might have been the start of a new career I think it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that's amazing that's great that's great what about well you? done you know well done for trusting yourself <laughs> that's so important um thank you so I had a I had a couple yeah um clients as well you know at first being self-taught the usual path is like you do a couple courses online and then you reach out to your friends and you're like, hi, do you need a website for what you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so one of my flatmates here is a musician and I, I just did, you know, a quick um, website for him. Uh, and it was just nice to kind of practice and also with a purpose in mind, because obviously I didn't mm. want to do like a bad job just because he's a friend. Um, so that was my first kind of practice. And then... I showed the work to um, someone else who needed a website and they had gotten in contact with me via other friends. And I was like, well, look, I'm quite new. I've just made this one website here that mm. you can see. Uh, but they liked that and they're like, oh, I think, you know, it's quite, it's very nice. And we like the interactions and it seems functional. Um, would you like to design, redesign our website, which was, um, an Australian website um, about renewable energy, like solar panels and stuff. I was like, yeah, cool. So <laughs> same thing. I did the design, the wireframes, and started, you know, kept on studying. And mind you, all of these was working at school as well. So I don't know how I'm still standing today because I haven't stopped working in the past two years, <laughs> like oh every hour of the day. Um, so yeah that went well and then it just kind of like you know words of mouth and you know just yeah I keep getting um other messages and stuff especially on Instagram because I opened uh, an Instagram account about design trying yeah. to share my journey and like all the tips 
because when I when I learn something, uh, I have to kind of summarize it or write it down um, somewhere so that it sticks in my head. Uh, otherwise, it'll be gone in a month. Um, so creating this kind of carousels on Instagram was a great way for me to kind of um, fixate on what I was learning. Um, so having it there it's always online so whenever I forget something I just look them look at my own account oh yeah I started I started that two months ago yeah yeah so it's a good good way for me to remember but also to kind of share what I'm learning with other people um and the fact that quite a good amount of people started liking my channel uh was kind of you know giving me strength and like confidence boost to keep on going um so yeah that's what I've been doing and that's where I get most of my clients actually on Instagram they just reach out because they like my Instagram page and and then I show them my portfolio and blah 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 um but yeah I definitely started using socials a lot more uh today I've got like four accounts which is <laughs> another job you know it's another job on its own because managing four accounts just on Instagram and then you've got LinkedIn and recently Twitter which I never used before but apparently you have to be on Twitter if you want to be in tech so really? <laughs> I had to open yeah, I mean, <laughs> people told me you know how you not uh, on Twitter you have to be because that's where everything happens so, okay that's where the adults are okay <laughs> so that's where the big kids play exactly so I was like okay do they okay um so yeah it's all quite new but all quite exciting um and you probably saw that I started a community as well which was once again something that I've never dreamed of or (laughs) knew how to do I just I don't know following the self-taught designer path then I ended up feeling lost uh I don't know, I can't tell you in which moment exactly, but I was learning all this new stuff and trying to dwell with clients and and school and life and everything. Uh, and I just felt like I needed someone to, like a team uh, mm. that I could vent with or like, you know, at the end of the day, I could just be like, drop a message on a WhatsApp group being like, hey guys, how are you? My day was crap or was amazing uh sorry I'm I no you're good my swear. <laughs> you can say whatever you want it's fine <laughs> but yeah I just felt like I needed someone to support me and equally like learn together and support each other and grow together so I started reaching out to a couple designers on LinkedIn and Facebook and trying to look for a mentor and unfortunately, um, I'm, I'm not a feminist. Like, I, I just want the world to be equal. You know, I just want the world to be fair. I don't mm-hmm. want any sort of imbalance on the female or the male side. I don't care. I just want everyone to be fine and happy and work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but unfortunately, I have to say that all the, well, most of the male designers that I interacted with as I was looking for a mentor, um, for some reason came back to me with like either inappropriate questions or like I thought we were talk- we were having a professional conversation and they were like, oh yeah, by the way, are you seeing anyone? Uh, and I was like, uh, do you mean now? Because uh, are we talking about Sigma or are we talking about something else? Uh, 
so either that or like oh can i have your number and i'm like dude all right come on uh, <laughs> it was really uncomfortable like yeah it was like or yeah that happens as well like when i would reply in a very kind way just being like i'm sorry but i just want to keep this conversation on a professional level they would block me straight away and like ghost me or disappear and like yeah (laughs) i don't know yeah i had a couple of those uh which really put me off asking people but then i saw like the webflow community being so supportive on the other hand they were really open to everyone but just me coming from these bad experiences i remember just one day i left a message on on the community group saying if maybe there were other women out there who were kind of looking for to create a group or you know to share journeys together um and out of that single message i got like 60 responses so clearly I was feeling I, w- I was yeah I was uh, meeting a need in a way because uh, I wasn't expecting 60 people to be like count me in <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I said I'm definitely counting <laughs> so, <love you. laughs> uh, so all of a sudden I had all these people that wanted to create a big group of women to su- support each other which was amazing you know it was it was great brilliant uh I wasn't expecting that and I had to get organized to say okay what do I do now <laughs> okay I've got all these new <laughs> friends <laughs> now what <laughs> so that's when I opened a discord server um mm. on, and I yeah on discord uh and I chose discord over slack just out of simple very simple aesthetic I'm a very simple person I love things pretty and <laughs> discord <laughs> Discord just looks amazing to me and it's very smooth and I love the little characters that jump around. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I prefer it. It's more when I when I, I use Slack as well. It's really professional and serious. But um, yeah, to me, Discord is more friendly. And for the purpose that I had in mind, it, it was just serving, you know, the purpose a bit more of being an open, friendly group. Um, yeah, so I just opened that server and I... And I was like, okay, so um, here we can talk about design or Webflow. So I started um, creating different categories, you know, for designers, for Webflow developers, uh, general chats, hanging out. And then I went to the global open house event on Gathertown organized by Mm. FinSuite uh, a a year ago. Um, And I remember because I I love gaming. Uh, I've always been a gamer, like all the playstations I, I own all of them except the five because no one <laughs> could, you know no one could put their hands in it uh nowadays I probably could but I haven't got time <laughs> yet uh but yeah I, I love gaming and that kind of event on Gathertown I don't know if you had the chance to ever be on Gathertown but it's a platform that, that's got a lot of gamification because it creates you can create your own map and your own little avatar and the graphics like um, Minecraft kind of thing, like pixelated to the art. Uh, so you've got your avatar and you can create your own rooms or your own buildings, wherever you want. And what what they had done, uh, they created this kind of 
massive web flow open space where you could walk around and meet people like pixel geek i don't know like people from Webflow. you could just ask any questions uh it's it's really fun it's a little bit like zoom and google meet but to the extreme level where you can just move around and come up to someone and just say hello how are you doing and you see their camera and you can talk to them and as you move away the camera and the audio fades away as well so a little oh. bit like real life um, so it was really really cool and I was like oh this is fantastic you know so obviously I got inspired by that and I created my own map in my own server I was like oh girls I'm gonna create a virtual space for us like, oh what do you mean uh, you'll see on Wednesday so <laughs> <laughs> I often I often like a, a gather town um, space as well and I started customizing our map uh, created our own little office for the community with a meeting oh. table uh, and that's where I now host uh, our events every Wednesday um, and that's been going on since May May 2021 so not not too far away from now but uh, it's been quite consistent and yeah, I've been organizing events every every Wednesday since then on, on our gather. Um, yeah, and so I invite guest speakers just like yourself, you know, just um, influential or people from the design world, or I encourage the members of my communities to apply to present a topic of their liking, you know, either design or Webflow related, because I want to empower their voices and obviously start creating some new female role models because um, what I do uh, as soon as I get an application to be a guest speaker then I create a little flyer kind of thing and I advertise the event on LinkedIn and on Instagram I try to you know spread the voice and spread the word and that that's my only little way of giving them a bit more visibility out there and you know it, you never know it can link to professional uh, connections or just networking and you know it's my own way to kind of reduce the gender gap um, <laughs> and it's been going it's been going great like I I enjoyed all the events that we've had and just like experiencing sitting around our table with all my members and just like having a chat or a silly chat or a meeting anything it just feels really nice and and organic and honest you know it's just like I'm not trying to to sell anything here I'm just I just want people to be together feel safe um support each other and and learn uh so yeah <laughs> that is quite a story <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> is there anything that you didn't expect to learn uh or expect to experience from when you started uh this community to where you are today I didn't expect people to start calling me community manager because uh, <laughs> that that's that's a job that I didn't obviously another career that I hadn't considered for one of my faces <laughs> you know one of my one of my different lives uh so I definitely wasn't expecting it to be over 500 people today in the community <laughs> I thought it was just gonna be a little group <laughs> of people just hanging out uh so yeah I wasn't expecting that but I'm so excited that it happened and I'm so proud of all the people that are joining the community and all the people that have been there from day one and 
I, I make an effort of trying to talk to them individually, like meet, meet each and every one of them. <laughs> um, so in a way, I, I know the people that I have in the community. I don't, I don't just want it to be, yeah, join my community and I don't get to know who you are. I like to have that conversation. Like if you come into my community, I just I send you a DM or I say to you, you know, uh, reach out to me if you've if you've got any questions or anything. So I try to know everyone. Uh, obviously, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger, which I'm super excited about. Um, and I hope it will just grow. Um, yeah, we also recently launched uh, our ambassadors as well, because I <laughs> once again, I was like, OK, now I need help again. <laughs> uh, can, anyone, can anyone help me? So I thought, you know, I... I thought I could just pick some re- representative of each country because we we're so spread around the world and scattered around the, the globe. Uh, that was like, if anyone's interested in representing our community in their own country and start creating their own small meetup groups, let me know. I just put like a Google form out there, uh, just, you know, the basics, your name, why would you be interested in doing this, blah, blah, blah. And once again, I got lots of applications. I was like, okay, okay, I'm doing it right. I'm doing it right, (laughs) I think. (laughs) So I was so excited because you could see the real interest from the people because my main uh, purpose there is to to give value. I want people that are in the community to feel like, you know, they've come to the right place. They're, you know, it's just, it's, it's not just a chat that you use once in a while it's just it's a place where you drop a message and you know that someone will be there answering your question or if you're having such a bad day you're gonna have someone to cheer you up or motivate you and so yeah we've got um now we have 13 13 or 14 ambassadors uh around the the world uh with 13 different countries and yeah i'm trying (laughs) i'm trying to see how we can expand on that as well uh it is super exciting uh and now that covid is easing up a little bit uh we'll try and organize some more in-person meetups as well uh, I've met with a couple of people here in London, which was super nice. Uh, it's one of those things where you've been talking to someone over, you know, uh, Zoom or Gather, whatever, and then you meet them in person. And I remember, especially this one girl that's been helping me, helping me, helping me <laughs> since day one. Um, and we would talk quite on a daily basis with her. I remember the first time I meet, I, I met her. I was like, oh, I thought you were a bit shorter <laughs> yeah, her camera? <laughs> yeah because <laughs> we always look at each other we're always sitting on a chair and I was like oh you're really tall <laughs> that is really strange to like not even know what kind of like some of your closest friends are or like the people you talk to on the most normal basis like just little things like how long their hair is or like if it's yeah, always up in a bun, <laughs> <laughs> how tall they are, <laughs> what kind of things they order at, at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so that's exciting. And um, I will be speaking at No Code Conf next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I if you follow like a dot from where I started to today, you're you're just like WTF. How did that happen? <laughs> 
like, seriously. But yeah, I will be speaking there, which obviously I'm terrified and excited about. <laughs> uh, but it will, it will also be another chance to meet more people from the community because I'm trying to organize a day where we all kind of get together and, and attend virtually <laughs> the conference. Uh, so that's super exciting. Uh, it's a shame that I can't invite all of 500 members uh, at my place, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not it's not big enough. Uh, yeah, um, one day. It, it, this might be kind of a a, a stretch, but um, uh, your kind of like I don't know your drive to want to help all of these other people learn about this um, is that from just really just not having a lot of it in terms of oh I really didn't feel like I was ever encouraged to study art I all of these things I couldn't find a mentor they kept on asking me for my number and if I was single (laughs) like (laughs) where where do you think this comes from for you I think it's more because also working at school I can see how important it can be for someone to meet the right person so yes you need to find the right person the right mentor so obviously if you start talking to someone asking for help and they ask for your number it's it's not a conversation you're you're looking for um so yeah that's one of one of the reasons but also like my math teacher you know it's just because i i've got this kind of strength within to kind of let things go over me and like try and try again you know I I don't easily give up I'll try I'll try many many times Uh, but I recognize that that's something that not many people have and I I see this with the kids if if they feel like they're failing once um, I am really strong on resilience. Like they need to keep trying. They need, I, I'm always there to like try and, and boost them. And I've seen this as well in some people uh, in the design world, especially uh, women. The, the majority don't feel like they, they're doing enough or they know enough or mm. you always have this kind of imposter syndrome, which I always say, I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to be thinking <laughs> of the imposter syndrome, you know. <laughs> It's, no, it's not on my agenda. <laughs> uh, so I can't, I can't be dealing. I can't be dealing with that. Uh, so I, I guess I'm trying to help people be stronger. Uh, I don't know. Try and try because none of us is born an expert. Uh, I always say to them: think of the greatest artists or from the past or musicians or all the great names they've always had a teacher they've always had someone to get inspiration from um you know you can you obviously we have one or two or five geniuses in the world uh, who are very lucky to be born with all the knowledge them. <laughs> uh, or are they re- reptilians how do you say <laughs> <Yeah. some> questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into conspiracy <laughs> theories. No, <laughs> um, that's a good one. But you know, <laughs> um, so for all the other people that are normal, uh, <laughs> I guess we need to have uh, trust in ourselves. And if we don't, we need to have someone next to us to kind of nudge just a little bit and be like, "Come on, man, you 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 can do this," or try let's try harder let's do it together 
um, keep trying. So I, I really want to like help in that sense, probably because I do it every day at school and I, and I help all the children because I don't know, I just like to see when people succeed and their big smile on their face and they're like, oh yes, I did, I did, I did it, you know, thank you. And you know, that's all I need when someone mm -hmm. is like telling me, <laughs> Yeah, it just it just makes my day when someone is like grateful and they they succeed just because you gave them the little push. Um, it's something that on my side is very small and it doesn't cost me anything to do, but it could change their their lives. Uh. <laughs> I I noticed that there's a lot of people in in life who kind of like walk around life and they're thinking like. Maybe this is just my perception of them, but they they're in parallel with with everybody else. Like there's no interception. There's not a lot of uh, um, it's kind of like I am here. This person is experiencing their life over there. I I don't hear that from you when when you're talking about like the moment when this person finally gets it and you encourage them to do it and then they can finally able to do that in that moment. Uh, what a about you cares about that so much because there are a lot of people that they just don't have that in them mm, I don't think anyone is unreachable so that's probably another thing that I have <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or not I, I yeah I think sometimes I'm too direct uh I don't know I've been searching I think I might be able to be on the spectrum I'm not sure but I've been doing <laughs> I've been working on this for like many many years and I think I some some fit in somewhere in in the spectrum <laughs> but I if I like someone or if I think I could learn from someone I just talk to them I just huh. you know if yeah I just talk to them or um, you know the guest speakers that I invite to my events uh, I don't care if it's my next door neighbor if she's got an inspiring story for me to say or if it's uh, Vlad from Webflow I will message them or talk to them equally like to my neighbor or to Vlad to me they're just people with two you know two eyes one nose one mouth it's <laughs> like <laughs> they're just I mean I don't know if that's something good or bad to say but I just I just ask people I uh, I don't feel any less or any more than anyone else I just talk to them and and see if that can work for them for me uh, yes or no it, you know it's not the end of the world um, I remember I was um, at this museum uh, near where I live which I, I really love it's one of my favorite places in London and I was there with one of my friends and she was like oh I, I think I would really like working here and as we were talking about this next to us, there was one of the employees from the museum because you could see because they were wearing the lanyard with, you know, the museum name on it. Uh, so I just like, oh, wait, I stopped this person that was just walking past. I was like, hello, do you work here? And they're like, yeah. Oh, okay, what do you have to do to work here? You know, and I just had that conversation because I was like, oh, look, because my friend here wants to work here. What do we have to do? <laughs> I, I'm, I am like that, you know, or yeah, I'm, I'm a bit crazy like that I guess <laughs> that's actually really really relatable to me <laughs> like I I that's a hundred percent like me since uh day one like I remember my my parents had the story about me when I 
was a, a kid, they actually lost me at a beach, which is like the worst place to lose your kid at a beach because you <laughs> don't know where they went and it's scary. And they found me uh, playing with these um, uh, these French kids that only spoke French. And I only speak English. <laughs> and I was just like hanging out with them, like just so content. Like there was no problem. There was no like barrier. We were just building a sandcastle or something like that. And that's kind of like how I'd always been. There was a little bit where I got a little bit shyer. And then as I got older, I went back to normal. Um, but there was, uh, it's, it is very strange. And when I do talk to people, like message people and just, just, be like hey they're right there why don't I just go talk to them like I I do have those friends that are just like what are you doing (laughs) what has happened that's not normal but it's so nice to actually talk to somebody who's like yeah that's totally me too (laughs) yeah and I guess that's why it felt so natural when you when you when you messaged me I was like yeah yeah sure why not Yeah, let's do this. Also, like, I could see many of my design friends uh, coming to your podcast. So (laughs) I was waiting for the invite. I was like, yes! (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. I noticed we had yes, a bunch of friends in common. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're connected with uh, Francesco and Ben, uh, Ben mm-hmm. Solinsky? Yeah. yeah. That ben is really was cool. the first person that actually talked to me about you really he was like yeah he was like you should meet this girl I was like yeah shall Ben (laughs) (laughs) I will text him about that (laughs) oh that's so nice of him yeah Francesco will be uh, he's one of the participants at the speed build challenge um that we're gonna have during the conference and webflow and that's really funny because I will be commenting on the on the first uh, <laughs> quarterfinals as well. So, yeah, I'll be very professional and detached from any personal interests. <laughs> Francesco, really by the way, if you're listening, and if you win the iPad, <clears throat> you know where to send it to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like being able to, to meet all these people is, is just like so fun and like having something that's that's in common. Um, I feel like it's so much easier to like go and get to know somebody because you kind of have this first thing to talk about and then you can like just totally get to know somebody. And it's it's nice because you have this this positive thing to just start out with. Yeah, and yeah, creating connections and just um, we're very similar, I think. So also I... I had a time of my life where I was very um, reserved or like I would say, I don't know, very close to the world. Like I wasn't, I wasn't interacting with many people. I was just like listening to my metal dark music in my room, (laughs) very like a dark teenager. Uh, (laughs) And then I kind of bloomed afterwards uh, and and found my own voice. I would rather write in the past. Like I never been very much um, open at talking. I would ri- rather, yeah, write a lot and then burn my feelings <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I guess I've, I've changed and life, you know, just experiences uh, just make you change, obviously. But yeah, it's really important to, I guess, keep positive and inspiring other, other people. Uh, we went on a school trip the other day and 
one of my colleagues was just like she recently resigned <laughs> from school uh, oh and she was it's just like and you inspired me to do that so I did I <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to lose your job. Like, how? <laughs> and I was just like, no, 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 you silly. Like, when we were on the trip, I really enjoyed the place where we were. So, as you, everyone else was leaving, I stayed behind and I asked them for their email and we got in contact. And, you know, and, wow. you know, that's, that's thanks to you because that's what you always told me to do. You know, just like if you like something, if you, want to go somewhere just do it so that's what she's done <laughs> I was like okay that sounds better <laughs> thank <laughs> you <laughs> I'm very happy but, for you <laughs> the second half of the context is very yeah she was like okay I'm leaving school. I'm leaving the school thanks to you I was like what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so you talk about kind of like who you were uh um kind of like in those teenage middle school years. Um mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious about kind of like uh and this is way way far back, but do you kind of have your first memory of of what you you were like um growing up kind of uh the first time you can remember kind of what your interests were or the things that that you liked when you were very young? Um, I just remember that feeling of not fitting in. So I always mm. felt a little bit like the black sheep or I don't know, um, all my peers were talking about boyfriends and girlfriends and I was not, <laughs> I, I was more <laughs> like, I don't know, very deep. I was like the, the existence of the human race or I don't know. Uh, I always connected more with my teachers than my actual classmates which is a bit sad (laughs) Um, I was just like on the next level I think uh, Mm. growing up Um, and I just felt like I wasn't being very understood and then you know I was trying to understand my own sexuality and everything else and it was just like uh, no one understands how I'm feeling very dark teenager Um, yeah, so I just remember, you know, I, I played the piano, so I was playing a lot and kind of that was my way of externalizing my feelings and, and writing and, and burning my poems. <laughs> I Scorpio, Scorpios are pretty <laughs> passionate people. <laughs> we love flames and pain. <laughs> so yeah I, I was a little bit like a team Barton character I think wait describe that what does that mean uh, like uh have you watched Corpse Bride I, that's how I felt <laughs> like very pale and very dark hair on my piano melancholic music and yeah <laughs> I, I saw that you uh, growing up. You went to a music school, and which is the uh, is the Francesco Music School, and then you went to the Galileo Science School, right? Yeah, yeah. So the music school was in parallel because I was uh, taking my diploma in music theory. Um, mm. Yeah, I seem to do a lot of stuff <laughs> parallel to what <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm multitasking all all of the time uh so yeah I did I took a diploma in music theory um 
and yeah, I studied, I, I still play the piano, but yeah, I, yeah, I started when I was five uh, and I play a couple more instruments. I like playing, I guess it's another um, art expression, obviously. Um, so it's just ways that I find to kind of, um, I don't know, kind of put my feelings into nice little boxes design music uh i don't know what else i play football uh, but that's more <laughs> like to to release my anger and everything else uh it's really thera therapeutical yeah hmm. yeah and uh so what um what was it like growing up in in your hometown like i i assume that it's very different than uh uh, how I grew up in a uh, suburban Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's very different to be living in London today. Uh, it, it was very like traditional, uh, close-minded. So mm. very, very basic. Um, I don't know, just, you know, you had to follow like the general path of you go to school uh, you go back home, you help your mom, and then you do the homework, and then you get married, then you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> and But, you know, that, that was also in the past. Lots of things have changed nowadays. Um, but obviously, when we when I was growing up, the internet wasn't as developed as it is nowadays. So um, our connections were also quite limited to smaller boundaries you know I still remember the the dial-up connection oh you know, yeah when, with all those crazy sounds so that I remember <laughs> when connecting to the internet and trying to sneak out in my room and do the you know hiding and you could never do it uh, because all of the crazy sounds are going off from the router <laughs> and they they would know immediately that I was trying to do something naughty <laughs> um so I had to wait uh, till probably teenage years to explore the internet a bit more. And with that, the world, because obviously it opens up to a whole reality that was far bigger than the small village uh, by the beach. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've always, I've always gone against the grain, I guess, like, you know, um, playing with, dinosaurs and, and and soldiers and uh, you know hey what, what would you like for christmas oh that new war set what <laughs> <laughs> you know just like very weird kid um and then i wanted to do i wanted to play football um since i was a very small child and my mom was like no you should do ballet mm. okay mom <laughs> <laughs> i did ballet and the teacher died unfortunately I didn't have anything to do with that I promise you <laughs> thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> the teacher was very old and passed away sadly the year after so mm -hmm. I was like okay well mom you know that's a sign I should never do body again <laughs> clever so eventually, clever, eventually clever. so she didn't send me to football because that was a big no Mm. um so she we compromised and I did some karate for many years uh, oh really <laughs> yeah karate was really good 
to keep my inner self um, at peace. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really, I enjoyed that a lot. And then when I was old enough, I still signed up for football <laughs> when I was when I when I had my own freedom. <laughs> it it uh it sounds to me like uh you've had a lot of um experiences of just kind of like um other people telling you how you should live your what life and then yeah. yeah and then kind of just getting to a point where you're like hey you know what this is me I own myself <laughs> like mm-hmm. too bad <laughs> yeah I think so and to a certain level I think I still do that um because there's there's always ways you could do things better or there's always going to be someone <clears throat> my family <clears throat> uh, <telling> you, <laughs> you could do something else instead find a real job <laughs> mm. um but I try and 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 keep myself happy and do what I think it's right for me mm-hmm. uh, but I've learned to do that because I'm very um sensitive to what other people feel and uh, I try to make everyone happy um but also I had to learn how to be a little bit selfish and look after myself yeah I mean I I mean selfish sometimes comes off as a negative word but at, at the same time like other people who are kind of let let's face it like peripheral in your life like they 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 love you they will be there for you but um they aren't living your life every day living your life for for that person it's it's not gonna be sustainable yeah you think so (laughs) definitely and like think of the world self I mean selfish um yeah I guess it's the ending of ish that makes things a bit negative like when Mm. someone is childish or selfish I'm getting into linguistics now but (laughs) if you break the ish from self then it's something that focuses on on you so yourself so it shouldn't be necessarily something negative because you're focusing on your own self and that's Mm. good sometimes you know Um, so yeah it's not I agree it's not always negative yeah and and Self, so self-awareness <laughs> that must have been been really hard did um what you were thinking about hey like I don't know if I fit into this like uh pre-established path for me what what was that like for you to deal with that and and come to terms with it um so I started playing <laughs> this game that was called Second Life. Oh, okay. I've heard of that, but I've never played it. <laughs> so, have you ever... <laughs> Good. Uh, have you ever played The Sims? Sims? No, but I have played Stardew Valley. Not the same, but maybe, like, <laughs> in the same world. <laughs> okay, so basically, Second Life is it's what the title says. It is a virtual Second Life. So mm-hmm. you create your own person, you create your own avatar, and you live in these worlds with other people that are doing the same thing so it was one of the first I guess virtual chats but you could actually hear the person and and see their avatar interact with them so it was like putting on a new suit and and living a different world and Mm. I was 
studying English back then, which was um, something that I used a lot to kind of also express my feelings once again, because somehow I felt like if I was writing them or saying them in English, uh, all the other people around me wouldn't understand. Oh. So I was free. So I was free to say and be and do who I wanted to be. Wow. Um, so I didn't even think of that. I got, yeah. I used to, yeah, I used to write a lot in English. Um, yeah, I always loved this language. And that's why I ended up in London, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I got addicted to that game for two years. Um, badly addicted <laughs> because it was just like living a free life, basically, that uh, I wasn't living probably my in my own main <laughs> first life. Um, so then how did I recover from that? Uh, I, I went to Spain. I, I recognized that I was probably living an addiction because I was addicted to that game. Like I was playing 24 mm. seven or all night and then going to school in the morning, exhausted. And <clears throat> yeah, it was quite bad. Um, so then the school, the university was offering this kind of international or I mean, abroad um, program, which is called Erasmus. It's something that they do in Europe uh, where you can continue part of your studies in a foreign country. So I, I yeah, I, obviously I was interested. And I was like, okay, so for how long can I do that? And they were like, well, the maximum is 10 months. And I was like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> 10 months. Uh, and then they sent me to Spain, north of Spain. Um, wow. and that was amazing and I just told you know I just told my family I'm going to Spain for 10 months uh, <laughs> here's the paper you can't say anything it's all written down <laughs> um, what was that so like? that was really good yeah it was good I mean it was for school so yeah. all the good reasons too uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was really good because I got rid of my uh, game in a addiction because uh, I was finally out in the different reality and living a different world let's say because it was an international kind of city um, very young lots of people around lots of movement and life so it was like a re being reborn <laughs> uh, so that's when I think the new me kind of yeah started developing uh yeah I did I did party a lot (laughs) 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 to explore all the unknown fields (laughs) I mean you're not gonna know if you like it or don't like it if you don't try (laughs) exactly (laughs) came back home with a piercing and a tattoo but hey (laughs) no as long as you like it that's you're the only person that matters yeah so but you know that that was amazing that that was an international experience uh meeting all these people from all parts of the world because you know we were all coming from for the same program so from different countries and yeah it was it was really nice um so yeah since then then I got more into traveling and exploring the world been to the U.S. a couple times and yeah just started looking a bit more at myself uh and a bit less on what everyone else was thinking yeah 
And when you were when you went to Spain, that was when you were studying English and Spanish, right? In, Spanish, in college, yeah. uh, uni university. So I just want to bring up the fact that I think it's really impressive that you're trilingual. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> as as an, uh, a person who only speaks one language, uh, trying to figure out anything else is incredibly hard. Especially at like, uh, I'm not a little kid anymore. It's not like as as easy. Um, so I think that that's 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 really really cool. And and kind of like who you were before you left for this trip and who you were after. How would you kind of compare those those two versions of yourself? Well, the first one was like more into like a cocoon thing, mm. and then I I came out of it like completely, and um, probably too quickly and <laughs> too <laughs> abruptly, like like <laughs> too much. <laughs> All of a sudden, I did too much from nothing to everything. <laughs> <in a year. laughs> uh, <laughs> But I guess, you know, uh, it helped a lot uh, one way or another because, yeah, it it could have gone, my life could have been very different, I think. I could have just kept on following that path. You know, it was just laid out in front of me. It was very easy to just keep on following that and everyone would have been happy. And I mean, they're happy now. It's not like everyone hates me. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) I had to I had to work on myself uh, for my own happiness and then find ways to explain and show other people how um, one can can feel better when they realize who they are, what they want. And, you know, they can share that with other people. And it's very important to create your own identity instead of um, fitting in uh, into something that, that, that feels uncomfortable. A hundred percent. And and uh when you when you came back from Spain, what was kind of like the next thing that, that happened in, in your, your life? Um I finished uni and then I started looking at jobs in the UK uh from Sicily. So um I found this position of the teaching assistant, which is something that we don't have back home because we only have mm. one teacher in class. Um so I was like, oh, okay, I've got an undergraduate in languages and literature, and it seems like that's enough um, to be a teaching assistant here. So I started applying at different schools, and a couple of them replied. And this one in particular was like, oh, we really liked your um, application. Would you like to come for, for an interview? And I, you know, I'd never worked before. um, So it was my first kind of proposal for an interview. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll come. Let me just book a flight. (laughs) Uh, So I just packed everything again, shoved into a suitcase and just told my family again, I'm going to London. And they're like, for how long? I don't really know. Um, (laughs) Seven years later, I'm still here. Wow. (laughs) And uh, and yeah, so yeah, I got the job yeah. straight away. What was that that like? Like leaving and getting there and walking. Like what the you getting? What was your introduction to London? 
<laughs> I've never been here before. I only spent one night, uh, like a layover when I was going to the US. Uh, so I never experienced London before. Um, so at first it was a bit scary because uh, <laughs> I was staying uh, for, I stayed in a month, uh, someone's place, uh, just friends of friends. So I didn't really know the people and the area wasn't the most glamorous uh, mm. area in London. So the first night I remember there was like a car accident and someone being chased by the police. And mm. <laughs> I was like, okay, mom was like, so how's London? Great, mom. Looking <laughs> safe and sound. Super <laughs> relaxed. In the background. Yeah, super chill. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, people seem to be jogging here all, you know, all day long. Because <laughs> as I was on the phone, somebody was just running past and I thought it was just going for a run. And little did I know there was a policeman just chasing after him. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me just go back inside. <laughs> uh, but it was fun, you know, I, I adapt quite quickly to the situations and I read people's behaviours and uh, I think I was trained to fit in, even if I'm from different perspectives or from different, coming from different, I don't know, identity. So mm. I'm, I'm good at fitting in when I have to <laughs> uh, camouflage <laughs> <laughs> and so you you've been there for for seven years well, just curious yeah. what was how was your English when you first moved to the UK um I mean it's not amazing now I would say it was decent enough to get me a job <laughs> uh, yeah it, it was okay I mean bringing considering that it's not my first language and I managed to get the interview and the job, I would say was good. Was yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. I didn't sound too much like a stereotypical uh, Mario. Or Luigi, <laughs> <you know? laughs> or if yeah. you ever watch the family guy when they do like the impression of Boopy. Like, <laughs> it's like no hopefully I hope I didn't sound like that yeah my um uh, uh my father's whole family are New York Italians so that's like a whole different like accent yeah Brooklyn <laughs> yeah like Long Island and uh and the in New York City and everything but but um you've been there for for seven years do you remember any anything that really stuck out to you in like your first year being there or or things that were kind of weird adjusting to this new place <laughs> like why do you put milk in tea yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first things I was like okay can I have a tea? And then they start pouring milk and it's like, why? <laughs> uh, so yeah, now I learned that's called the builder's tea and I love it. Seven years later, it's very nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, we had to adjust a little bit, like um, having dinner at 6 p.m. instead of 8 p.m. and all the restaurants kind of, uh, the kitchen closes at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. here and yeah, at the beginning, I was like walking around at 10 p.m. like starving. Where, where's the, where are the restaurants? <laughs> where's the pizzeria? <laughs> uh, yeah, 
So you had to adjust a little, you know, small things to the daily routine. But um, and obviously people. Uh, people from the south, like myself, like we're all we're we're open, like we will invite you to our house, we'll make you food. Um, and it's quite different from a, a more northern kind of uh, culture <laughs> where everyone just minds their own business and they'll look at you in the face. <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, I I, um, I mix, I mix, and I had to adjust a couple of things, but equally, I never lost my identity. Um, I like to bring my own tradition with me, and like uh, the place where I'm from, and once again see the beauty in both of them, like London and and Sicily, and and try to combine uh, the positives as always. Yeah, obviously the weather here, Emily. I don't. I mean. <laughs> I come I come from an island where at Christmas you can find 35 degrees outside which is in Europe is hot it's nice yeah I don't know in Fahrenheit it's like I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but obviously here it's very cold and and my beautiful golden skin fades away <laughs> um, so I'm more of a vampire when I live here but it's okay <laughs> constantly cold when um uh when you started your because i i noticed you had kind of two if i'm getting this right you had two um jobs in um uh in education since you since you've been to the uk is that right yeah i've changed to to schools yeah and um so what was that experience like of like finally getting this job that you flew across the country for and uh just was was it what you expected were there were there things that were different were there things that you really really liked about it like what was this part of your life like that you're still um, in now it was a big challenge for me because I never worked with special needs children but mm. they they've been amazing uh, at this first school that I worked at because they really shaped me into the professional that I am today. Like they gave me loads of training and, um, you know, because they're very demanding uh, needs that we had. So I worked with children, you know, who were paralyzed from the neck mm. downwards. And <clears throat> so it was a lot of like mental, but also physical work. Um but they gave me all the training uh, necessary for the job. And, you know, uh, I'm super grateful to, to them for that because they taught me a lot. And, and, I, and I learned to, grow, to love my job. And, and I like to think that I'm, that I'm good at what I'm doing, but um, it's down to them and what they taught me. And it, it is, it's amazing because working with children with special educational needs is like you need to go beyond beyond their needs as well um in order to to meet them right so it's not just like me and you now having this conversation and it's quite easy to talk to each other whereas you know with certain certain children you have to get to them first and you have Mm. to go past that need you have to go past that condition you need to make them feel that they're being seen, which is something that I've always wanted in my own life, I guess, as a child, to be seen for who I was instead of 
what I might have looked like or anything else. Um, so that's my way, I think, I don't know, the empathy that's there, it's, it's very big, it's very rewarding. And I, I can feel it, you know, I can feel it when we meet, when I meet their soul, <laughs> I meet their person, I don't look at their needs. And then after I meet them, then, okay, then I look at the need and I see how I can, you know, help them uh, learn a bit better. But the first approach is to get to know the person. And and this is what I love about my job, um, but also what really links it well with design. And because, you know, ultimately you have to meet the people behind your product or behind your design and everything else. And having the community as well is like meeting all these people, but not necessarily for what they do, but for what they want and, you know, who they're trying to become and, and trying to help them succeed or just motivate them or support them. And yeah, just meeting people, like being all these, I don't know, these meaningful connections. <laughs> that's, that's all I need. And it really fills me up with, yeah, with joy. What, do you remember kind of like the first time that you um, uh, were able to actually connect with one of the kids? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's a girl and she um, wasn't talking at all. So she, she, she's got autism syndrome and she, when I started working with her, she was maybe four years old and she would just crawl on the floor and she was um, quite obsessed obsessed with foxes um so she thought she thought she was a fox so she was just making a lot of growling noises and barking and growling and just crawling on the floor and i don't know i would find her in the playground um i don't know just like eating stuff off the floor and (laughs) you know (laughs) very odd behavior very committed um, yeah yeah very much fox-like very fox-like uh, but she was an amazing amazing artist she kept on drawing foxes you know fo- drawing foxes all day long but really beautiful foxes like um so then what i did i was I got rid of everything in the room. <laughs> I all the pencils, all the paper, everything gone. And I put everything on on top of a cupboard, uh, very high. And and then I started drawing as well. Um, so as soon as I started drawing, um, she kind of crawled next to me. Uh, and she saw, you know, she saw that I was drawing and I was drawing a fox. And then I was drawing a person next to the fox and another person next to the fox. And then she she started screaming because she wanted to draw, right? Uh, huh. And I wouldn't let her. I wouldn't let her. So then I moved next to the cupboard and she followed and she was screaming. And I was like, can I have a pencil, please? I just kept on saying that. Can I have a pencil, please? And then finally, like after, I don't know, <laughs> all my colleagues thought that I was going crazy like what what is going on and then the girl finally stood up and she said can I have a pencil please so then I got the pencil I gave it to her and she went drawing so that was the first time wow you know that was the first time that she 
got up, that she spoke <laughs> English language and not Fox language. Uh, and then from that day, I just kept on doing the same thing. And then I started adding on more words, more blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, we developed a relationship. And then after, you know, um, maybe a couple of weeks, uh, she didn't even do the crawling anymore. She knew she had to ask me for things. Um, we would share some jokes. I would, you know, draw constantly next to her, funny foxes doing things or with people as well, <clears throat> trying to move away from the fox. Um, yeah, so that was my <laughs> first um, amazing moment of, you know, uh, you know, that's what I, that's what I love doing, just like finding the connection where I can link with someone. And then from there, develop uh, tools to, to, you know, to help them get better. Um, yeah, so her mom, I remember at the end of the year, she was like, when she first started here, she wasn't talking at all. And now she talks too much. <laughs> what should I do? Oh. <laughs> what does that feel okay, like yeah. for you? It's just, I, I can't really describe it. It's like uh, an electric shock. It's just like, it's so magic. And it's like, you just look around yourself, like, are you seeing this? Like, <laughs> do you see this moment? Because it's very special. Um, and I've, and I've, I've had a few of those um, like that because I, I, I try to empathize with what they're feeling and why they're feeling uh that particular yeah the particular feeling um instead of uh, getting scared or stressed and like I can see sometimes my colleagues get a bit overwhelmed and they don't know what to do um because you know it's quite it's not easy to 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 work in certain situations but I always try and look beyond just like I was saying to you just look beyond see why that's happening and how you can um how can you target that you know how can you approach that person <clears throat> was that job extremely emotionally draining for you yeah <laughs> yes yeah it's still I mean it is I do that every day and as much as I love it um it is really hard and I've, I feel like yeah, I can positively say that I've changed. I've helped many, many children uh, during these seven years. Um, and I know I'm in touch with the families. They're all very grateful. And I'm grateful because equally, um, they taught me uh, how to be better as well. Um, so, but I'm tired. <laughs> I'm a bit tired. And also I want to, yeah, I want to start thinking about my own uh, development now. Um it's very energy draining and like mentally and I and I care so much that sometimes it's easy to detach yourself from situations so sometimes you know uh, they've got some bad situations at home and I struggle a lot with being detached from that um, I've, I've got this big sense of justice that uh, I can't really feed because I'm not a superhero um, but I try to do my best by helping these these kids, and you know that's as much as I can do. Uh, but yeah, I 
I think I've done my bit for the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's time to think about my own life and just like chill and work from home on a laptop with a cappuccino <laughs> next to me and just like relax for a bit and just like help other people around the world uh, in a less demanding way, maybe. Can I ask you um, uh, kind of where in this part of your life your um, sketches came in? Um, I think, when did I start? Maybe one one year, two years ago, maybe. Um, I, I just started feeling more anxious uh, during the past three years. Um, and I realized that uh, my anxiety wasn't, I mean, I, I recognized that it was becoming an issue because I started skin picking um, mm. or I would start <clears throat> visualizing like crazy situations like, I don't know, taking the rubbish out. And then in my head, there's this whole film of a car driving past and randomly shooting and me being killed. Like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should see someone as well. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, like just feeling anxious. Yeah. Uh, just constantly f- feeling scared of, I don't know, mm, or if I eat by myself, um, I, I'm scared that I'm going to choke. So mm. sometimes um, I realized that I wasn't eating if I was by myself in the house. Uh, and, you know, I've recognized you know, there's an issue here. <laughs> I should see someone for real. And then on top of that, um, my way of making fun of this, because, you know, I, I did think to myself, this is ridiculous. Like, you're being so stupid. You're being silly. Um, so then that's when I started drawing these kind of sketches in a way to make it fun for me and kind of calm myself down and be like, okay, this is ridiculous, Claudia. Like, stop it. <laughs> And, you know, that's when the drawing comes along because it makes it in a way like I made I made friends with the anxiety. I recognize when it's happening and I recognize when it's being a bit silly. Um, Like when I go to the underground, which is like a big no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But sometimes I have to. Uh, But what I do, for example, I always walk close to the wall (laughs) Or, you know, we have a yellow line here. I don't know if you have, you've got the yellow line uh, to separate from the tracks and mm. the platform. Yeah. So what I do, this is how my mind just crazy. <laughs> so what I do, I calculate the distance of my height in a way that if someone pushes me and if I fall flat, I'm going to fall w- before the yellow line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you take like... if you think about it in just an objective sense, that does make sense. Like <laughs> it, even just like I'm not saying that it. I don't know. I'm just saying that it. I yeah, get but that. Imagine you're with your friends. Imagine you're with your friends and everyone's having a good time. You're like, oh, hold on a minute. I need to uh, calculate where I'm standing right now. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, I. That's, and so I, I saw a lot of your sketches and um, I I remember when I used to get stressed out over stuff like in exams or things like that, a different different thing. Um, but 
I would be nervous and like my, my voice would shake and my hands would shake and get sweaty and stuff like that. And, um, somebody told me something that was really similar to the way that I felt when I looked at your, your sketches. And it was, uh, they said that, um, uh, like we've had all of these years and years and years of evolution and uh we like we've changed so much as a human race in such a short amount of time that your instincts mm-hmm. don't really have a lot of time to catch up and so sometimes if you're presenting and you feel really really scared or something like that like a long time ago if everybody was looking at you that meant that something bad was going to happen <laughs> Or, or if you're about to do an exam or you're about to perform or something like that and your adrenaline goes up that like, um, uh, it was, it was supposed to prepare you for whatever you were doing, even though your body doesn't really understand like, oh, this is a mental performance or I am singing or something like that. (laughs) And so once I really understood that, like, this was my body trying to prepare me or help me out or protect me when I, I the, the feeling that I had when I had that versus when I looked at your sketches and it was this this like figure the kind of like abstract figure that I remember even one one point one of your sketches um you were at a at a funeral and the the yeah. figure was kind of had his hand on your your back or its hand on your back yeah, like kind and of I was re- like reassuring me yeah. that's such an interesting way to look at it like this is kind of like with you part of you a companion it's not always this thing that's trying to sabotage you because when when I think about that like this is my body trying to help me out she just doesn't understand the fact that we've kind of grown a little bit past that <laughs> <laughs> yes it, it, it yeah that's really exactly it yeah out. I'm really happy that you were able to translate what I was trying to say <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah because that's exactly how you know the intent behind the drawing to me is to make friends with my own demons Um, so in a way yes it is always there but it's not necessarily always a bad thing it's you know it's a presence that could be protecting me uh, from something yeah and the thing that you said about um about food and things like that I had a a moment of that in my in my life of uh sometimes you don't know what it comes from but sometimes like I remember um uh I I kept in eating food and like it it would I I would like not feel well or something like that or I didn't know a lot about nutrition so I felt like anytime I was picking a food it was like I don't know it felt like uh, a mistake or something like that and in my mind I was like um okay, well, if I just don't eat, then I won't make a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not doing the action is not making the mistake. And so um, uh, I I got to say, like, some of the stuff that you're saying is, is definitely really relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to be. We're, we're two uh, mates. <laughs> and, and so just moving on, when, when you, so you got into the sketching, and you, um, uh, this is kind of like the point when we were talking about before you got into uh, digital sketches and then you got into um, everything, <laughs> WebPro, <laughs> XD, yeah. everything like that. <laughs> and so um, 
one thing that I did want to ask you specifically is uh, what is a floxy? <laughs> um, so the <laughs> the word flux um, for fluxes um, it comes from Latin, which is a uh, flux, and it means it stands for a flower or a flame. Uh, mm. But it's also the scientific name of a of a plant, um, a phlox uh, bush, uh, which grows these beautiful flowers even during uh, tough meteorological conditions. So I thought it was just the perfect metaphor for a woman growing in tech. Uh, <laughs> just pretty, you know, it's just a nice flower that grows even during the snow or rain or, you know, and I just thought, you know, that's who we want to be like these beautiful flowers that grow regardless of their environment. Uh, so yeah, fluxes. I really love that. I, I'm really excited to, <laughs> I joined the discord and I hope to like go to events and stuff like that. So that's something that I'm, I'm really excited about. Uh, one thing, like I, I've talked about this before a little bit, but um, I, I've always kind of struggled with um, the whole, uh, girls only thing <laughs> mm-hmm. i i remember uh, i would uh people would recommend things to me and or i'd be sitting next to a guy and they're like oh should should you go to this like public speaking event for women and i'm like mm-hmm. i remember being like why aren't you recommending it to him and it was kind of like the thing of like oh well he doesn't need it or something like that and i remember yeah. getting that kind of impression and and i remember all of this stuff to a point where i was kind of like um, I used to get really resentful when people would talk about like girls only stuff or women only stuff because I remember um, and I'd love to hear what you think about this but I, I remember being really resentful because I would think hey is this like the most interesting thing about me yeah yeah no I hate I hate when it's used as a <clears throat> something to tick the box oh let's have this women group you know tick the box or yeah, let's do this for, let's get a woman to lead this presentation because it's, it looks good. Um, I hate that. <clears throat> In fact, um, as much as I want to empower women within my community by giving them priority to um, lead our presentations on a Wednesday, I <clears throat> am very happy, like uh, we've had and we will be having uh male guest speakers because they equally provide as much value as we can uh mm. so once again i don't want i'm not here to like uh, lead a war or something <laughs> uh I, I just want uh equality for everyone uh and i do i do really hate it when when they say oh yeah let's let's do this for the women um it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like uh another group on the side it should be something that needs to be put together to help grow because there's a there's a tangible need or and there's you know the gender gap is real and the inequality is there and that's Mm -hmm. why it's so important to have these groups like the one that we have where we're trying to support and grow together in a way that it's um genuine and you know we're not fighting anyone else we're just trying to help each other and become stronger together which doesn't mean we're not accepting um i don't know men or you know a man world it's just you know we there's a need and there's a there's a struggle there and we're trying to fill that hole and 
yeah that's that's the reason behind it it's just like we trying to find their space and create uh, role models uh, in a world where there's such a big disparity between the two sexes which doesn't mean that we hate all the men because that's <laughs> not the, it's not the case at all we've had uh, amazing guest speakers and we will be having some more and I'm yeah I'm very happy to keep inviting them it's not uh, yeah it's not just women for the fact of being women it's just fighting for the right cause talking to you has been kind of like one of like the first times where I there is a thing that is women only but I don't get that same vibe as the other (laughs) things that I've been a part of which is really refreshing (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm glad I think that it's it's it feels a lot similar to like let's say you're abroad and there's like oh um hey it, there's an italian club in <laughs> in london yeah, yeah or something yeah. like that it's just like a thing for you to all um kind of just have a basis on and then be friends off of that like women and uh uh ux like cool okay there's so many other things to talk about other than that but mm-hmm. it's so cool to just like at least have that to start with so you can actually cuz i think that that really makes makes your community which is really cool <laughs> <laughs> yay thank you thank you so much yeah and once again it's like a place where you, you know for sure that you can talk about um, topics that people shouldn't be embarrassed to talk about or you know you they can be just free to ask all the questions that when you ask them in a in a bigger global group, sometimes you feel a bit stupid of asking like, "Oh, how do you use REM? Like the you know the measurement? Like how do you use REM?" And you're like, "Oh, isn't that a band? Isn't that a rock band?" <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you just feel a bit stupid when you ask those things in maybe global groups with all these experts and. Uh, actually, when I when I dropped that message about creating this group of women on on the on the webflow chat um someone messaged me privately saying oh why do you need a women group when you have all these expert men that can teach you and i was like i was like well that's why that's so (laughs) you know you just answered you just answered answered your own question like (laughs) that's exactly why because maybe we don't need an expert man uh, (laughs) to learn from one another and <laughs> so talking to you about about your life talking to you about um where where you've come from in, in your journey and everything like that um how are how are you feeling what are you thinking about uh as as we've we've talked through all of this is there anything that really sticks out to you as like wow, like I didn't expect to have this experience or I didn't expect to to learn this thing in my, my journey up to now? I think I just take life as it comes. I wasn't expecting any of this to happen. I wasn't expecting the pandemic, obviously, like the rest of the world. Um, I wasn't expecting to get into design or to even start a community. <laughs> If you ask me, like, you know, a year ago, I, nah, that can't be me. Um, <laughs> but I just take life for as it comes and, like, all the opportunities. And I think 
as you say, like everything runs so fast that we're not able to catch up sometimes and not just our body, but like even, you know, our minds. And if you think of technology has grown so much in such a, such a short time and there's, uh, you know, the metaverse and everything else that's still developing now and like XR and VR and all these kind of new technologies, they are quite new. So you never stop learning. Um, and I think that will apply to all areas uh, in the world, all different jobs. So ultimately, just I'll keep on doing what I like, like what, what makes me feel um, I don't know, satisfied and fulfilled with my life. And I just just like I've ever done, just always done, uh, just follow what makes you feel good. And, you know, at, at this time, in in my life if this is what I'm doing and it's making me feel good and I'm, I'm gonna follow it through with all my strength and my passion and uh I don't know where it'll take me we'll see <laughs> we'll see after the conference if you know <laughs> if something comes up <laughs> who knows but um as long as I'm helping as long as well, my space in the world is serving a purpose um then then I'm ha I'm happy and I don't know where I'll be one one year from now I'm hoping that the community will will keep on growing just because uh I just want to help so many so many girls out there that might be you know the little Claudia from <laughs> the teenage years not not fitting in or not finding their own space and their own voice their own voice and I just want to give them this opportunity I want to reach out to them and technology is beautiful because you can reach so many people everywhere in the world uh it's so easy nowadays and I'll just you know I'll just do that uh, just like when I walk up to someone here and I say hello I'll do that uh, virtually with thousands of people <laughs> around the globe uh yeah and that's that's great so yeah I don't know where where this whole thing will take me but I hope it will be somewhere good for me for every everyone else yeah when when you kind of look at the horizon um is there are there any uh goals that you have or like programs or or I don't know just just anything that you see on the horizon, like, oh, I might want to do that. Or actually, if my life takes me this way, I might want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still confused about the VR XR thing, because I think that will be the biggie. Uh, in, mm. You know, starting now and I can see in five years, it, it will just be everywhere. Everything we need is going to be on an Oculus Um and I'm yeah I'm still I still got my reservations on it because I think that's gonna be the fine line that we cross you know just like when I got addicted to that game back in the years it's gonna be that's gonna be a whole new world that's uh being created right now uh I can see that happening I can see just like having a second virtual identity uh, and I can see how people might um, lose contact with one another uh, physically. So I still haven't formed like a proper thought on that. Um, uh, I don't know if if it's going to be something exciting that, you know, as a designer, people should be thinking about or if it's something that we should be mindful of and try and look uh, more accessible ways to make sure that everyone can get a, a bit of that because not everyone is going to own one of those those devices I don't think um, 
And also, do we really want to have um, a metaverse or do we not? Big questions to all the podcast listeners out there. Let us know. <laughs> it kind of, it, it does feel like a bit of a trap. I was texting uh, Matthias a couple of days ago and he was like, so what do you think of this? And I said, it feels like a trap. And he screenshotted it and sent it back to me. And I said, I, he said, I will send this to you in a few years when we're all in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I can see the good. I can see the good positive things of it. Like if you think a school, right? If mm. if we open an academy, even at Floxis, which is something I've been thinking about, like starting doing some lessons, and that would be amazing to just be in a virtual space, virtual school, everyone can access. You don't need to have, uh, you don't know, I don't know, like things with you. You just you're in the space. Um, but then again, like all good things that we are being given in life, somehow human humans manage to turn those things into the extreme, right? Mm. All all things are good if they're managed in in a kind of balanced way. Uh, once you get to the extreme, that's when things go wrong. That's when you know all the issues uh, start happening. <clears throat> And we've seen that with with lots of things. Uh, I don't know, just like anything, you know, even religion and you know all the big issues we have in life. Everything is good when it's balanced. When it's got, you know, um, when you treat it for what it is and the purpose that it has. But when you're trying to go to the extreme of one thing, that's when um, things get get a bit tricky. I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see. There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll think of a plan B in the meantime. <laughs> well, it has been so fun to actually like sit down and get to know you. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, let's do this more often. Yeah, I, I have this idea of being able to do follow up podcasts with people like months and months later, just to like catch up with them and see how they're doing. So we might we might do that. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Maybe in a year in the metaverse. <laughs> so, so tell well, me about the extreme again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I do to bookend podcasts at the end is I I if if people listen to the end and they they are super interested in you and want to learn more about you um i i ask you to reintroduce yourself um and say kind of like where people can find you and the way that we'll do that is i'll start with me and then we'll finish up with you and then we'll end the podcast does that sound like a good plan yeah that's that's good (laughs) perfect okay well Thanks for listening. Um, my name is Emily Giordano. I am a uh, Webflow designer, developer, and UX person. Um, I I love what I do. Right now, I'm I'm working uh, as a UX designer and then doing Webflow and uh, 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 freelancing every other second of the day <laughs> and it's really fun um if you want to reach out to me and uh you have a project you're thinking about or you want to talk in a podcast or something like that you can find me at emily e-m-i-l-y at greatdesignlead.com um greatdesignlead.com is my 
website, uh, my Instagram, and I also have this little YouTube channel where I record the first time that I am reacting to a website to teach myself about user testing, and then I end up uh, sometimes being friends with the people who made the website, and so that's called the Great Design Lead Channel. Um, you can find that it, it exists. Uh, all of that will be in the description. Um, but that's that's enough with me, and we'll finish up with Claudia, and then we'll head out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Amelie. She is real and she's amazing, so definitely follow <laughs> up. Um, yeah, my name is Claudia Caffel. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook of everywhere twitter um i'm a big dreamer with a big heart <laughs> but i also uh, work at a school a primary school as a teaching assistant helping children with special needs um, and i do design on the sides uh, and i use webflow to develop some websites and i manage a community for women who share an interest in digital design and workflow development um, it's international it's inclusive uh, so if you need a safe space uh, where you can feel supported and empowered uh, feel free to check us out at floxy's community um, if you google that you should come up <laughs> uh, or if not, you can find us on Instagram, uh, Floxy's community, Twitter, um, or you can find me uh, on Instagram as Clammy Lee uh, or Cloud UX UI. And you can find some of my illustrations as well at um, my anxiety and I underscore. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's all, Emily. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks so much for for hanging out with me all of that will be in the podcast description so you can just click and go um and i i guess this is just goodbye until next time till next time thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure <laughs>